Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello, hi, how are you? The topic I have this week is my complicated relationship with Amazon. I don't do this often, but I posted a poll on Instagram. I had two ideas for this week, and this was definitely the more popular. So I want to tell you, I've gone through some swings. We've gone through our ups and downs. We've <laughs> Amazon and I have had uh, an on again and off again relationship. Like I, there was a time I thought this was the greatest thing in the world. And there was a time where I was like, I think I don't ever want to shop there again. And now I've landed somewhere in between. I will say, I think I was an early Amazon adopter. Actually went back. It's kind of funny to look in your account and go back through the years. But my first Amazon purchase was, I want to say like sometime in the 2000s because I was in school and I couldn't get a textbook that I needed for class. And I ended up getting it off of this uh, newish website. I think at the time, I don't remember. I don't know when they started, but uh, you know, a website where you could buy books. Ended up ordering the book I needed. And then I, I think it ended up being something where I was like, oh, if I can't find something at the store, I might I might look online and, and that would be one of the places I would look. And then of course, of course, like a lot of people, I started buying more and more things from Amazon as their, their um, inventory expanded, right? I remember buying clothes on Amazon, like buying dresses. They just had these really basic maxi dresses with pockets. And buying them. And every time someone asks, like, oh, I like your dress, where is it from? And I would say, oh, I I bought it on Amazon. And people were like, wait, you can buy clothes on Amazon? <laughs> and of course, now, now we all know. <laughs> and I definitely got to the point where, I mean, it was just so easy and so convenient. I started, I was like, oh, we're out of tape or I lost my phone charger. Okay. I'll just get one on Amazon and it'll be here tomorrow. And it's so inexpensive and so convenient. And I really was like, this is great. This is like magical. And I would say that peaked probably maybe around 2019. And then of course, in early pandemic days in 2020, when we were all avoiding trips to the store um, as, as much as possible and as much as made sense for our lives, I of course really depended on Amazon for delivering all kinds of things to my house. After vaccines came out, I was so excited to just even go shop in stores again in per- in person and to feel that higher level of safety. And so I, for that reason, and because I just was starting to have some concerns about the company, I really tried to cut back on Amazon spending a lot. Like I went from like, I love this place to like, oh no, this, this is like not good. I'm not going to shop there anymore. And now I've landed somewhere in the middle. I think I talked about this maybe on my last episode that I was looking for, oh yeah, I was looking for these yoga mats that I needed needed. That sounds like not a need. It actually was a need. I uh, have a pet who has some mobility issues. And so we needed something to put on the, on the hardwood floors. And we tried like putting on little sticky paw sock things and that just did not work. So anyways, so I needed these two yoga mats and I went to buy them from the website from Manduka. And then I just, I was like, well, I'm just curious. And I went and Manduka also sells them through Amazon, except that they were cheaper and the shipping was going to be faster. And so So I ended up buying them through Amazon and that's kind of my MO lately. Like if I think, okay, I need something. For example, I got some new throw pillow covers for the couch in my living room and I didn't have the right pillow inserts. I didn't have the right size to put in it. And so I was shopping for pillow inserts and I looked around at places I could buy them in person. 
there's not a ton of stores you can just walk into and buy pillow inserts. And the ones you could were kind of pricey. I mean, I didn't look for a ton of time, but the ones that were coming off the bat were like Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, West Elm. And then I just ended up looking on Amazon. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I need. And I ordered them from there and they came quickly and they were a good price and they have served me very well. So that's where I've landed is it's no longer my automatic. Amazon is where I look first. I try to look somewhere else, but then if Amazon is the better deal or it's more convenient, then I'll shop at Amazon. And sometimes I don't even necessarily want it to be the most convenient. Like if I can find it, I don't at a local small business, that's the best. Even if it's a chain, sometimes I'm like, well, I mean, I will take an excuse to go to Target, you know, pick up this thing and maybe walk around and look at other things. So, so that's where I've landed. One thing I did last year was I canceled my prime membership. It, it was kind of funny timing. Cause I think it renewed in April and I canceled it maybe in May, but you, I'd already paid for the whole year. So even though I canceled in May, it was going to be good through the following April. And so my Amazon prime membership just ended, I think this past April. And I will tell you what, I am still getting things so quickly. Like I remember when back in the day you would, you would pay for Amazon prime so you could get free two day shipping. And you kind of wanted to try to remember to order stuff earlier in the week. Cause like if you ordered on Thursday, I mean, it was two business days. That meant you weren't getting it until Monday. And now it's like, do you want it in an hour or do you want it in three hours? Right. And so actually even going back to the two day, I remember when they started delivering on Saturdays and I was like, oh, this is nice. So like if you ordered something on Thursday, you got it on Saturday instead of on Monday. I was pretty pumped about that. I feel like I'm probably aging myself here, but <laughs> so I was thinking when I canceled prime that all of a sudden stuff was going to take a week to arrive, but it's definitely not. I have ordered a couple things recently. I had to order this special pet food bowl. It's such a long story, but I needed this really specific one. And I actually did when I was out shopping, I looked at target and I looked at, and I looked at a bed, bath and beyond. And I looked at a pet store and they didn't have, they didn't have what I needed. And so I ended up ordering it on Amazon the other day and yeah, it's basically arriving just as quickly. I looked up something. I can't remember what it was. I think I just wanted to see if they sold it on Amazon and it was like, yes, would you like it delivered today? Even though again, I don't have prime. So if you've been thinking about canceling prime and saving whatever it is, I think it had gotten expensive, right? It wasn't like $179. Anyways, I, if you're worried that things are going to come to your house more slowly, they are not. So you don't have to worry about that. The one thing I miss about prime, I'm going to have to turn it back on for one month because I want to watch the last season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is only on Amazon prime. So I'll just pay for one month and then turn it off. In any case, my point is that I feel like I have I have achieved a healthy Amazon balance in my life, I think. And I do actually think there are a lot of pros and cons to shopping there. And, and some of them sort of cut both ways. So for example, like it's a, there's a lot of pros for consumers. I mean, it's a, it's a place that you can buy things. The prices are, there's usually like a lot of price competition. It's not always the cheapest place to buy something, but it often, you can't get a better price there. I can, there are lots of things I've looked at a price in a store and then looked at the price on Amazon and Amazon ends up being less expensive. Oh, I got price matching on this. Uh, oh, what's it called? It's like a massage gun, like a Theragun, but it, I didn't buy a Theragun. I bought another brand. 
And I was in the store to buy one for myself. And then I looked up on Amazon. They price matched it for me. And I was like, sweet. So, but, but for consumers, my point is that Amazon brings com- price competition. They bring a lot of convenience. And those are two things I value. <laughs> it also forces other businesses to compete on price and compete on convenience. But on the other hand, from a consumer standpoint, there is there's like a lot of problems with counterfeit merchandise. I don't know a ton about this, but I know one example is I have a sunscreen I really like. It's Elta MD, E-L-T-A-M-D, in case you want a sunscreen recommendation. It is, I love that sunscreen so much. I wear it every single day. It doesn't smell weird. It doesn't feel weird. It has like good active ingredients. So it's kind of like a skincare product, not just sunscreen that you put on your skin. Anyways, I really, really like it. It's kind of expensive, but oh, and also you can't just buy, I think you can't buy it in a lot of brick and mortar stores. Maybe you can get it like Sephora or something. Anyways, my point is that I really love the sunscreen and you can buy it on Amazon. And I thought about setting it up for a subscribe and save even just because I go through it because I love it. But then I was reading the reviews and a lot of people in the reviews were complaining that like they got a fake, like it wasn't the real product. And so it made me really nervous. So I get nervous about buying some things on Amazon because I don't want it to be a counterfeit. Like if I'm going to pay, I don't, I don't remember how much the sunscreen is. It's like 30 or $40 for a kind of small bottle. I wouldn't pay that much for sunscreen. I for sure want it to be the real deal. Like if I'm just ordering my $9 banana boat sunscreen and it's secretly some other version of the sunscreen, I don't care, but I'm paying more for a good product and I want to get that product. So I think from a consumer standpoint, again, pros and cons, I think from an employee standpoint, of course, I don't work at Amazon myself. I I don't know. Other people know a lot more about this than I do, but One of the good things that Amazon has done is it's put upward pressure on wages. Amazon came out and said minimum wage for working here is going to be $15. And that put pressure on other businesses to raise their wages in in order to keep their employees. And I think that that's probably overall a net good. But on the other hand, they're also known for some questionable working conditions, specifically in the warehouses and and making deliveries. Actually, I was reading, I'm forgetting the name of the book. They turned it into a movie. You know what I'm talking about. Um, the movie had Francis McDormand in it. Hang on. Let me look. Okay. Nomadland was the name of the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I did read the book and it was talking about people who get seasonal jobs, like working at Amazon warehouses during the holidays. And I was reading about it and I was kind of thinking like, oh, maybe this could be a fun retirement job. You're walking around on your feet all day or it's extra money. And then when I got to the part where they were, it said they literally just have free dispensers for Advil and Tylenol and aspirin on the wall because people's bodies hurt from being on their feet, being on the concrete floors, walking around all day. I I don't, again, someone else besides me is going to have a lot more insight into working conditions there. But I do think, again, there's some pros and cons there. Like, I think the fact that they raised their minimum wage to $15 an hour probably did some good in the world. That doesn't mean I think that all of their labor practices are okay. And then I also, so the, another thing that people talk about is uh, Amazon's effect on small businesses and that it, it is harmful to local small businesses because people just buy everything on Amazon rather than, than shopping local. And that's totally fair. On the other hand, there are small businesses who put their products on Amazon and end up getting business that they never would have. Like it creates a marketplace where all kinds of third-party vendors and smaller businesses can sell their merchandise to customers that they wouldn't have otherwise maybe been able to reach. I don't know if Amazon as a company is a net good in the world or not. I don't know. I'm actually not sure if it's possible to know. I know people have a lot of strong opinions on this and I'm not trying to, what I'm not trying to do is say like, listen, I did a lot of research and here's what I found. Like 
These are just my thoughts as an average consumer, as someone who has spent a lot of money with this company, is trying to cut back, is also seeing some value and benefit. And so, you know, I've also known people who've worked there and also had mixed experiences. So I don't know. I don't have a thesis here. I don't have a conclusion, but like these are some thoughts that that I think about this company. I also would be remiss if I talked about Amazon and I didn't talk about the fact that I share links to Amazon products through Instagram and some on my very neglected blog. And I hesitated to do that at first. I was like, for, for a lot of reasons, not just because I have hot and cold feelings about Amazon sometimes, but also just because I wasn't sure I wanted to monetize anything attached to the podcast or the Instagram or the blog. That's a whole nother, I could, I could really go down a rabbit hole talking about that, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to monetize it in general. I checked it out. Setting up an Amazon, I think it's called an Amazon affiliate account is super easy. Like it's really easy. I kind of wish that I had just done it like not even to post online in kind of this like micro influencer way, but just a long time. I feel like I was always recommending products to my friends and family in real life. And I would have loved to get paid a tiny commission (laughs) every time someone bought something I recommended, but I did end up setting it up. I do use them. I always disclose. And I just thought it might be interesting to share a little bit of insight into how that works. So I did have to apply. And the first time I did it, I did something wrong and the account got shut down. Like I chose the wrong, they they have multiple kinds of accounts and I picked the wrong one. And they were like, this isn't the kind of content creator you are. You did it wrong. So I had to like shut it down and then create a new one. And I think I made a couple bucks and I I think I just left. I was like, I'm not even going to try to do this. (laughs) This is fine. And so then I did it right. And now I share them. There's a couple of things that are interesting about that. One, the payouts are super, super low. So as an example, I shared a link to a dog leash that I really like a couple days ago. And hang on, let me look actually. Okay. So I shared this link to a dog leash that I really love on Amazon and 212 people clicked on the link and then two people bought that leash and I made 78 cents. (laughs) So, you know, it, like I was going to share a link to that leash anyways. I actually shared it because I was DMing with, um, if you don't follow Nicole, her account on Instagram is called begin at home. I love her so much. And she was posting about walking her dog and I DM'd her. I was like, Oh, Hey, if you go for a lot of walks with your dog, you've got to get this leash. It's so great because it kind of, you wear it kind of like a crossbody bag. So it's a hands-free leash and it's adjustable and it's really comfortable and great. And I just really, really like it. And then, so I was telling her about it and I was like, oh, I should just post about this in stories. And I did. So I was going to do that anyways. And I guess in my mind, I'm like, well, I may as well make 78 cents off of that versus not making 78 cents off of that. So that's why I post Amazon links. I've tried with, like, I've tried to get a, oh, what's it called? Like to know it LTK account. And I didn't get approved. They, I don't know why, but <laughs> I tried. And then I've also thought about trying to get an Etsy affiliate account. I have, I haven't gone through the work of doing it yet, but. I've thought about doing that. Anyways, my point is just that Amazon's really easy. They have a lot of things. I'm going to recommend stuff anyways. I mean, it's free to click the link and then just see what I'm talking about. And then, you know, if you don't want to shop at Amazon to go find it somewhere else. And I mean, you should, like if you can find it cheaper somewhere else, like by all means. So so I do that. The thing I thought was so interesting that I kind of feel like a lot of people don't talk about (laughs) is that when you share one of those links, if someone clicks that link and they don't, like, let's say I post that link to a dog leash. Let's say someone clicks that link, they don't buy a dog leash, but then they go some they go buy something else like in the same session. I can still earn a commission off of that. That seems really I did not know that. <laughs> 
and I logged in to look and I was confused. So here's some examples. Maybe you'll recognize yourself in this. I don't know. So I posted a link to that leash. Like I said, two people bought it. I made 78 cents. But also in the last week, someone clicked that link. And then after that, they bought some organic cottage cheese from Whole Foods. I assume this is probably like a grocery delivery thing. I don't think you can like order cottage cheese in the mail. Anyways, someone ordered three packages of organic cottage cheese and I made 12 cents from that because they had previously clicked into my dog leash link. I don't know how long. I don't know if it's like for the rest of the day. I'm sure it has something to do with sessions and cookies and whatever, but I think that's, I think that's really interesting. And I have to tell you, this is like very honest. I love looking at what other people have bought. Obviously I can't see who it is and I don't know if it's all the same person. Like I don't, so there's a couple other things from this week that might've been all in the same grocery order. I don't know. Like if you're this person, please tell me. And I'm so sorry if this is creepy, but like someone bought cottage cheese and then someone else bought some eggs and some cookie dough and some crackers. And that could have been separate grocery orders or maybe it was together. I don't know. And then for things that actually get delivered through Amazon, um, I assume someone bought some instant film and I ended up getting a commission from that. Someone bought a box of envelopes, a pack of a hundred envelopes, and I made one penny from you buying a box of envelopes. So it's really interesting. I will tell you, hang on, I have it pulled up. If you're curious, I have been posting Amazon links for about a year. I actually started June of last year, so it's been pretty much exactly a year. My total earnings have been $129.34. And it like the the first month, I don't know what, I must've been doing something. So it was $28. The next month was $5. The next month was $2. Next month was $7. Not usually very much. I've had a couple months where it was negative. So October of last year, it was negative $3. March was negative $6. April was negative $1. And that's from when people return things. So if someone buys something and I get a commission off it and then they return. And so I'm guessing those months that were negative, I probably just didn't share a lot of links. And so the returns had nothing to be offset against. I hope that makes sense. So I just think it's interesting. It's something I think that's good to know and good to keep in mind. It would be interesting. I haven't done the math on this, but I would be interested to go through and see, you know, out of this $129 I've made, how much was from commission from things like I was recommending versus, I don't know what else to call it, the other sort of ancillary purchases, coincidental purchases. And I wonder, like, does this actually benefit Amazon? I I, I mean, I'm sure... It's like a bajillion dollar company. I'm sure someone has thought about this much harder than I have. But I wonder if they come out ahead by paying me these tiny commissions on other things that people buy after going to the site through my link. Because probably someone was going to buy that cottage cheese anyways. And it's not just because like I happened to send them to Amazon's website. And then they were like, oh yeah, I meant to put in this grocery order. Like that was probably going to happen anyways. So I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I I hope that level of transparency is helpful. I don't know if it is. You can tell me. Feel free. As always, you know, I say this every episode. Like my favorite thing is when someone says me sends me a DM and says, hey, I agree with you or I don't agree with you or whatever. I actually got uh, a couple DMs today that were very candid with some feedback that was like a little hard for me to hear, but I was like, actually, you know what? I think you're right. And I hear you and I'm going to be mindful of that in the future. So I, I like that. I'm very open to feedback, very open to thoughts. If this has been, (laughs) you know, again, if you're a diehard Amazon fan, if you're a diehard, I'll never shop there again. Like I would love to hear this. I'm still, I, I don't think I know it all. I'd love 
to learn more and make an even more informed decision as a consumer. If this episode has made you think of someone else who loves to shop at Amazon, hates to shop at Amazon, <laughs> anywhere in between, maybe share this with them and, and continue the conversation. Either way, thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate you so much, especially if you are someone who has left a written review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you to AKFI. Thanks for saying that you look forward to listening each week. I look forward to recording each week. So that works out for both of us. All right. Thanks, friends. I will talk to you soon. Take good care of yourself. Bye. Bye.